Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. It's the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with Ed Graney, and we're brought to you by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get up to a $500 bonus when you sign up. All right, the Raiders won their first preseason game here at Allegiant Stadium, bringing their record now to Allegiant uh, Stadium to three wins. (laughs) But, Ed, that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was really what was like there fans in the stadium for the first time what was it like there tonight you know it was really cool Heidi and it was cool three hours before the game uh Mark Davis the owner who had vowed never to go to a home game without fans and he kept his word last year was here uh his mom Carol was here a lot of politicians and dignitaries and three hours before the game we saw Mark Davis cut a ribbon, kind of a ceremonial ribbon with a bunch of other, like I said, like kind of local celebrities to officially open the stadium to fans. He was up on a podium uh, and down below were thousands of Raider fans kind of looking up at him and cheering and confetti going. And then when he uh, when he clipped that uh, ribbon, man, they they stormed the building and they were excited and happy and just, you know, just really stoked to be here to cheer their team on for the very first time. So it got loud from there. It was loud all night. They had a sold out stadium, a little over 50,000 actually came 50,101. You know, even tonight you're going to get some that won't come to an exhibition game, but it was really loud, Heidi. And um, I I think Mark Davis and his his mom and everyone in the organization was really proud to finally open up his Legion stadium to their fans. Not just that, but you mentioned the celebrities, Marie Osmond with the star spangled banner, Santana at halftime. And you also had Miriam Adelson light the L Davis torch. Uh, What was that like watching all of those acts and the people they came together for this event? Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, um, Dr. Adelson lighting the torch was really cool. They showed her and her husband, uh, the late Sheldon Adelson, uh, kind of a memorial to him on the screen. He had a lot to do with the stadium early on. We all know that. Um, Marie Osmond, like you said, Santana. Um, I thought it was cool, Heidi, uh, before the game. They honored uh, frontline workers, medical personnel, uh, you know, construction workers in the stadium. They honored a bunch of people before, the, before kickoff. It that had a lot to do. Uh, with the building of this stadium. So I thought the Raiders uh, played it to perfection in terms of honoring the people who should be honored and getting their fans involved. Uh, and it was just, it was a really cool night. Um, and then they won the game. It's like you said, um, I wrote the same thing in my column that you said off the top. You know, I think the last graph in the column was a score of the game. And it's great <laughs> for the Raiders. You know, it's good for the Raiders to win. I mean, they need success anywhere they can find it on the field. But in this night, I think everyone would agree. And John, John Gruden said it was one of the most important games he's ever coached in. Think about that when it's an exhibition game. But because these fans were finally able to come into their stadium uh, and see their team, that kind of took precedent over any kind of opponent or score tonight. And that score, 20-7. to We'll get into that later. But I still wanted to talk to you a little bit about what fans can expect. What was the parking situation like? Is there anything you can tell us about what it was like on the outside of the stadium as people were trying to trickle in? What was the the... I guess if there was any kind of weight or was it a hassle, what was it like? 
You know what? Um, it's the good and bad of us having to get to uh, stadiums four hours before. <laughs> of course you were there. Now you were we, probably there five hours early. <laughs> you were here really early. So at that point, it was still crowded. That's the funny thing. Um, you know where we park with the media. There is a bit of a walk. Um, and uh, my dress shirt showed it in the 110 degree heat. No one's feeling sorry for that. But it was even kind of crowded then. Look, it's you know as well as anyone, you've been to many of them. It's an NFL stadium. If you come to an NFL game on Sunday, and this being Saturday night during the year, and you get frustrated about lines or waiting in parking lines, then don't come. Yeah. Uh, some some stadiums are better than others. A lot of stadiums are very walkable. You know, I don't know how walkable this really is. Um, so it, you just come early. You you understand what it's going to be like. There's going to be some congestion. There's going to be some lines to wait in. And you get in and you tailgate and you have a good time. I mean, you, you don't come to an NFL game if you really don't like, you know, traffic or backups. That That's part of the experience. Um, like I said, some places you and I have been to are better than others. But, it, you know, I think it was fine. I didn't hear a ton of stuff in the press box about it or people being mad. I think people have been to enough events to kind of know what they're going to get. And like I think you said before also – the more the more events they have here, I was at Garth Brooks. There was the soccer game, now football. I think the kinks will be worked out in that situation, and that's what you're, they're going to need to. You know, the pandemic year they didn't get to do any of this because there were no fans, right? So they're probably going to take all of this season to really kind of work out the kinks and make it run really smooth. By next season, it's probably going to be you know a hundred times better than it is now. I also want to ask you, you mentioned it there, pandemic, the masks that has become now a requirement for anybody entering the stadium. Uh, I know that the uh, T-Mobile put out a thing saying that people there will need to be get vaccinated to attend certain concerts and things. So uh, how was that enforced with the Raiders in terms of the people coming into the stadium? Were there ushers kind of enforcing it? How did the protocol go about? So here's the thing. Uh, 50,000 in the place. And it's like Mark Davis told us for the game, you can't police that. You can say that they, you need to wear masks. You can really implore in them that needs to be done. I did some high level uh, Woodward and Bernstein reporting with my binoculars. <laughs> and, um, I was looking in many of the sections and I'd have to tell you in every section I looked, at least 25% of the people didn't have their masks on. Now that means 75% probably did. So, you know, but you're just, even Mark Davis said, it's, you're not going to police. You can't police it completely. It's impossible. Um, you know, maybe I'm not saying may feel p- people feel guilty around you, but you know, I mean, give them a look. I mean, there should be mass. And what Mark Davis said, I thought was interesting was, Hey, if we can't get this under control in terms of more people wearing their masks, he goes, I don't want to say it and it's not going to be pop, uh, popular, but we might have to do something, uh, and make a change here. That's not going to be, you know, taken well. And what he hinted at was he didn't want to go back to capacity limits, right? Whether it's 10, 15, 20,000, he goes, I want to stay at full capacity. And he had, but if we can't get people wearing their masks, that might be things we have to consider. So, I, you know, you hope that when people read those comments from Mark Davis, they're like, whoa, you know, we got to wear a mask. So it's never going to be 100 percent in a building this big. There's just no chance you're going to get 100 percent. But maybe over time uh, you get to, to a point where they wouldn't have to do something like that drastically. All right, right here. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the actual football game. Raiders again defeating the Seahawks preseason, the first game for the Raiders and first game at Allegiant with fans for the Raiders. 20 to 7, the final score. We'll be right back. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
Welcome back here to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's Heidi Fang and Ed Graney. We're breaking down the Raiders game here, 20-7 to win over Seattle. Uh, Ed, I want to talk to you first just about the general impressions of this game. What player were you most impressed by? Who were your eyes on during this one? You know what? I'll tell you what. Um, Jalen Richard's been out, as we know. And Josh Jacobs, the starter, told us that's a deep running back room. And everyone kind of raised their eyes like, okay, okay. But I'll tell you what, if you watch the game between Trey Regis and uh, B.J. Emmons, um, who both scored, that might be a deep uh, deep running back room. Uh, Emmons is a kid who, as um, uh, John Gruden talked after the game, he's an Alabama kid. He said Josh Jacobs might as well be his agent. He's pushing <laughs> this kid so hard. Uh, you know, to get a strong, strong look. Uh, uh, Nate Peterman played the game at quarterback, played the whole game at quarterback, brought them down on a first drive, and um, Ragus uh, uh, scored. It was a fourth down call. Obviously, obviously, you're going for it on fourth down in the, in the preseason, but we know that they've had some red zone issues, and I thought it was important, even though it was, you know, your third, fourth string running back, your third string quarterback, to push it in on fourth and one in the red zone, which they did. So I liked the running backs tonight. Now, look, we'll – one mate the team, will two mate the team. We don't know about Jalen Richard's health right now. I don't know. But you know what? As Gruden said, next week's another game, too, for them to try to show up. Um, and if I'm both of them, I'm I'm saying, you know what? There might be an opportunity here for us. Um, yeah, Trey Regas, 13 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. They both showed off strengths in this game. I really liked the extra effort that you saw out of both of them and how much they were pushing and striving to try to make a name for themselves, carve out a spot for them possibly on this roster. Like you said, Ed, we won't really know. But how much does this kind of push Jalen Richard because like with the foot injury with the fact that he's been out and then the price tag that he comes with I mean one of these guys if they can really do what Jalen does well do you feel like the, the his roster spot could be in jeopardy at all well um I like to call this a great transition because I'd like to know this man's thoughts about it and you'll love this ID thing I'm going to bring into my right. I'm audibleizing Hill, Hill, Adam Hill. <laughs> We're bringing in our colleague, Adam Yes, Hill. Adam Hill. Yeah, you- I mean, I think it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll have to see when, you know, the Raiders watch the film, and we're not going to get real answers out of them, but we'll all watch the film back because really, you know, what what Emmons and what Regis did out on the field, uh, it's against backups. You can't really judge. And, and don't look at their numbers. Uh, go back and look how they picked up the blitz. Uh, how they ran their routes, you know, uh, when they were the hot receiver, uh, you know, trying to trying to read a, a rush and that sort of thing. So that's what's going to matter. And that's what Jalen Rashard has done so well. And that's what they trust uh, Jalen Rashard to do. Now, the other problem Jalen Rashard has is that all those things that he does in the passing game are also what Kenyon Drake does really well in the passing yeah. game. So he's going to get a lot of those reps. Um, if they feel like one of these guys or, or even both of them are, are more than capable of stepping in uh, to like that Josh Jacobs role, uh, that's the kind of, of guy that they might be looking for now with, with Drake and what he does. I, I know that, you know, Jalen Richard is in a spot where they very much like him and they trust him. And I think that's the biggest thing with that position. You've got to be able to trust that guy. And, you know, those running backs and people don't ever think about it, but the running backs are really the last line of defense against the pass rush. You don't want somebody out there that can't pick up the blitz, especially mm-hmm. in third down situations. So uh, that's what you're going to look at with those guys. But I think they really impressed on the ground, I think they have done it the same in practice. We saw Trey Regis with a ridiculous juke uh, spin move uh, on Dallin Levitt the other day that that broke his ankles and <laughs> got the whole got the whole you know sideline jumping. So uh, those guys have been impressive at camp, but it's all, it's all about how they tr- how much they trust them in the passing game and 
Uh, the other thing with Jalen Richard, and listen, this is not – it's not a minor thing. Look around the league, and, and you're hearing, you know, vaccination might be the tiebreaker in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking at two guys that are of equal potential value and one has a big cap hit, like not a big cap hit, but for a guy in that position of fairly substantial uh, salary and is not vaccinated, it could come into play. So it's definitely something to monitor. Cindy Gruden, Cindy Gruden. <laughs> We're back. We're back. You know, uh, I, I will add really quickly that that's a great point by Adam because here's the thing: it's a young offensive line in spots, so they're going to struggle sometimes in the passing game uh, in terms of protecting Carr. So that's a great point by Adam because you cannot have a young offensive or in, I should say inexperienced offensive line in spots and then not have a guy who can't pick up the blitz. So that's a bad combination. So Adam's right. They, I'm sure they trust Jalen Richard. So you know, if you're Regis Raymond's. Um, you probably need to keep doing that stuff as well, other than just kind of scoring touchdowns. And I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in to say Tiger Woods. Go to, yeah, go, go. <laughs> Omaha. If you, Omaha. If you listen to the to the soundbite from Gruden about those guys, he was obviously very impressed. Yeah. But notice one thing he said: they picked up the blitz. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like that is what yeah. they're watching, and that's what they're noticing. So I, I'm not saying they can't do it. it it's going to be about what that film shows and how they do that the next couple of games. I wanted to talk, Ed, you briefly touched on this, but the inexperienced offensive line coming together, playing a little bit for the first time. We didn't see, you know, all of them in full series, but we saw a little bit of reps with like Andre James, Alex Leatherwood. What did you think about those guys and their performance tonight? Uh, you know, I, 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 Thought they were fine in the first first quarter. Like Adam said, it's a it's an exhibition game. I don't think they, you know, I don't think Nate Pe- Nate Peterman got killed. Um, so it's just so hard to gauge things in, in, in an exhibition like this if they're playing against twos and threes. Um, I, you know what I think? I think we should uh, uh, to make a more determination. I'll wait to see what John Gruden says because he said he's got to watch. He even said I got to watch the tape. Uh, he kind of you know paused on that kind of question because he was asked that about the offensive line no colton miller no richie incognito um they just didn't have guys in there you're going to see every week right so i'll let you like hear what adam thinks but i it's one those are one of those spots where unless the guy's getting killed in the pocket and then you're going against twos and threes they have to watch the film they're going to know far better not you know any of us in like two minutes how those guys really perform yeah we heard peterman you know i asked peterman directly about it you know hey he was in front of you how did you feel uh, when he was out there, he said, well, I didn't, I didn't feel – it wasn't like it stood out. It's not like I felt anything coming from that side. So, uh, with Leatherwood out there for that first quarter, um, you know, at least at least it didn't jump out at you. Like, you know, I thought – again, it's you, it's really impossible to tell until you watch film. But, uh, like, live, it seemed like Jared Jones-Smith really struggled today. Yeah, That's a guy that kind of stood out as, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how good of a game he had. But you really have to play very poorly uh, to stand out. If you – I mean, honestly, if you had a great game, like if you were perfect – we probably wouldn't even notice that you were out there. Like, right. We would never right. know. We wouldn't get any, uh, you know, viral videos like people <laughs> trying to block today, which was uh, more than hilarious. <laughs> I think there were a lot of Raiders that made some key plays. Nate Hobbs being one, Tanner Muse being another. I, I was really impressed by seeing them out on the field. Uh, Adam, I wanted to get your take because this is somebody I know that you've seen a lot of. Javen White uh, playing in the game as well as Tanner Muse's return or uh, just any of those defensive guys that maybe really stood out to you. What, what were your thoughts on first Javen White? Yeah, well, for, I mean, when you start with Javon White, who, you know, was the leading tackler, at least with two minutes left in the game, I checked that he was the leading tackler. He uh, got shaken up a little bit on one of the plays in the final, uh, that final Seattle drive, but he was all over the place. And I think uh, what really stands out about Javon is he did a little bit of everything at UNLV. He was all over the field, a little like Tanner Muse was at Clemson, but kind of different. Javon White played everywhere. I mean, he would line up at corner sometimes. He played safety. <laughs> he's really trying to focus on just being a linebacker, and he's doing a good job. 
but you notice him at practice. He stands out because he just wants to hit people. Yeah. And you can't do that. Like, you, you know, you can't. And he, he's been able to control himself and not do it. But every day I look at him like, I think he wants to just light somebody up right now. So he finally got to do that a little bit today, um, make some contact all over the field. And uh, I thought he was he was very impressive uh, in, in his performance. Uh, Tanner Muse had the big uh, pass deflection. So I think, yeah. you know, those are the kind of places stand out. Uh, we were like, oh, yeah, that was a great play. Now, on a consistent basis, how good was he? I don't know. Again, it's it sucks to keep saying we're going to look at the film. Right. Out, but, um, yeah, you, you've got to see. But, yeah, he had the one play that really stood out, obviously, where uh, he got some pressure. He came as a free rusher and was able to knock the ball down as it uh, uh, came out of the hands of, I don't know, like the seventh string Seattle quarterback. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> That's all good. But, you know, like we said, it's preseason. I don't want to read too much into everything, but I do want to get both of your takes if you could. Um, Gus Bradley's kind of command of the defense. To me, the, generally, the defense looked more organized. And that's being like just very broad, looking over the schemes, looking how they were uh, attentive to detail and the fundamentals. So what was your first thought uh, about the defense there, Ed? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so tough. They gave up seven points. They didn't play many of the ones I, I would imagine on the other side. But but you're right. Look, it's like you and I talked about off the top here where, you know, what I wrote, it had nothing to do with the game or the score because it didn't really matter on a night like this. What mattered more was that people were back in this place and it is yeah. a lot more normalcy. Um, but it's the Raiders, and they have been to one playoff uh, appearance in 18 years. So any success should be noted. And when you've been that bad defensively, uh, to come in and to give up seven points, uh, they had a lot. They had some. I, I remember Amik Robertson. Someone else had some nice open field tackles. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a many blown coverages. They gave up like a, what a third and seventeen, and there was a penalty. But it wasn't like oh, the fourth, just, the fourth and four was fourth and four. So, yeah, there were there were bad parts, but but yeah, for the most part, to walk off there giving up seven, they're probably put it this way. I'm sure Gus Bradley will turn on the film. And given who was on the field, which wasn't a lot of his starters, right. you'd probably say there was more good than bad. And after the first exhibition game, that's probably what you could hope for. I mean, I, he probably will say, we can work with what we saw. Now you have to get the real people in there. Now you have to get the starters in there. But for these guys tonight, you know, we talked about a guy like Nate Hobbs. I'm sorry, he's in a position of the field where there's probably opportunity if he keeps playing well. It's not like they have, like, you know, incredible players all over the defensive field. Javen White, these guys, there's opportunity here. If you keep producing on a defense that hasn't been very good. So to answer your question, I think Gus Bradley will probably watch the film and say, given who was on the field, it was more, you know, more good than bad. Yeah. And I heard in the postgame presser that John Gruden was saying that, hey, maybe they found their starting slot corner and Nate Hobbs. Like maybe Nevin Lawson needs to watch his back there because he's going to miss a couple games. So that'll be something interesting to watch. But before we wrap things up, I want to get one last thing in here. Just Adam, how important are the scrimmages this week against the Rams? I mean, I feel like that's more important than the game that we saw today. Yeah, it's it's a lot more important. And they've they've had those kind of circled. And, and when we asked when we asked John Gruden about what they were going to see tonight, he kept saying, "We'll see a lot more in the scrimmages down uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, that's where you'll go ones versus ones. You'll have well some ones versus twos both sides, but a lot of ones versus ones out there. A lot of you know starters and getting reps in. And the reason you do that is for a couple couple of things. Like in a game, you can't control situations. Like you don't know what's going to happen. I, I was watching. Um, a game, and I can't remember what game it was, uh, but one of the coaches really wanted to work on the two-minute offense. Oh, it was uh, it was the Patriots with Belichick and Mac Jones. Okay. He wanted him to he wanted to bring him out at halftime, but he wanted him to get a two-minute drill, and they never got the ball back in the like down the stretch in the second quarter. So he had to bring him back out for the third quarter, and they ran the first drive like it was a two-minute drill. Like you can't decide what you want to work on 
in an, in an exhibition game. Like you don't know the situations that are going to come up. So in those, in those, you know, controlled scrimmage settings, you can say, Hey, we need to work on the goal line. Both teams do. Okay. Let's run 30 snaps at the goal line and work on our goal line offense, our goal line defense. Oh, we really want to work on two minute drill. All right, let's do that three, four, five times in a row and, you know, get that done. And, and you can choose what situations you really want to put your team in and really manage things that, that way. So it becomes far more valuable uh, for coaching staffs and for teams to to evaluate what they have with their starters uh, than an exhibition game would. So that that's why those things are so important, and uh, that's what you're going to see coming up this week with the Rams. And Ed, I just want you before we depart here to evaluate evaluate how well the wave went inside of Allegiant Stadium. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, thank goodness I had my head in my laptop and I was writing because Cassie Soto, our colleague, first. I guess put a video out saying it was no good, yeah. but then put a video out saying redemption. It was good. The fact this thing is still ever goes on ever again in 2021, I think is a disaster in so many forms. So thank God I was writing at that point because it just wouldn't have been something that I would have uh, approved of. All right. Well, I hope everybody approves of the final score here and the podcast final score, 20 to seven Raiders take the win in their first preseason game. The opener at Allegiant stadium with fans and what a day catch up with all of the information that you want on the team everything that ed put out there about the experience on vegasnation.com for adam hill ed graney i'm heidi fang we'll be back next week